Uh, the board does not have a quorum, so we will continue this as a committee of the board and proceed, but we'll not be able to take any votes unless we get two more people to come. Mr. Steele. Uh, Mr. Barley, a um, couple things that you know, we've done and uh, put together, some things you, you have uh, received last week when I sent them for you uh, to look over before this evening, and a couple extra things that came up today. What I'd like to do tonight is just kind of reiterate a little bit about you know where our problem areas lie, and um, thanks to Jay and Steele, we've been able to come up with a, I think a, a um, I want to say a, not extremely accurate, but at an approximate cost of what some of these options uh, would possibly be. Uh, Jan's here if we need any explanation on, on how she arrived at some of the numbers. Uh, but being a, a major capital, the thing to remember, it's very unlike a um, current expense where in a, in a debt service, we actually will spread that over uh, 20 years. It'll be on a 20-year bond. So what we did, if, if you remember a couple weeks ago at our community meeting, we identified five areas uh, by reviewing the data. We know we have space capacity issues and elementary, middle, and high school levels in the northern end of the district. In the southern end, we have capacity issues at, at the high school and at the middle school. So we took a look and tried to come up with ideas. Uh, some of the ideas were presented at the uh, community meeting. And the first I would like to uh, call your attention to would be cost breakdowns. Uh, there is an addition to what you received uh, last week. These figures that you see, uh, particularly the first five columns, come directly from the construction state manual, and these, these numbers are uh, generated by the state. Uh, Jan uh, Steele did the calculation on uh, over a three-year uh, planning and building phase, uh, what the uh, current uh, debt service would be um, each, of the, each of those years. Basically, when you hit your three tax, that would be the tax that you would have, you know, for approximately um, 18 years of that bond or 17 years of that bond. Um, the high school uh, breakdown, we calculated 2,200 and We went through Fern and Condaniel to uh, find out exactly which way to go. Jan checked with DOE, and uh, they go as high in the construction manual, 1,600 capacity, and anything over that, they use the same square footage per, per, uh, per pupil uh, to calculate anything higher than 1,600. What you didn't have uh, that I sent you last week was the second page. Uh, Jan took the time to break down a couple of the um, additions and took a look at the academies that were, that were brought up, up at the uh, community meeting. The um, additions at both Subbyville and Indian River, um, these are based on six classrooms at Subbyville, eight classrooms at Indian River. And I will tell you this now, and I think this is something I learned uh, when my first year at Central Office as the assistant superintendent. We put two classrooms at Selbyville. I would say we would want to max what we can put classroom areas instead of putting two. I don't, I'm not sure how cost effective you know, that would be. So I think Selbyville, we, instead of looking at four, we should look at six if that's how many we can actually fit. Um, at Indian River, I did talk to uh, Mike Williams to get input. He suggested eight classrooms. Um, if you, when you come into building on the instructional wing, they're very easy to add right onto that front wing at the end. Uh, one of the things, uh, Dr. Luann Hudson and the two high school principals traveled up to William Penn last week 
to look at a program they have there. Even with the eight classrooms, we may want to consider if there's a specialty that we want to do or offer uh, at Indian River in the future, we may want to think about that now and set this up. I know there is a, a technology lab that they have at William Penn, which uh, really takes what we'd call distance learning to a new step. And um, I think that would be something definitely we'd want to look at if we build a new high school in the north. And I think that would be an excellent addition for Indian River in the south if, if we come to that. But with eight classrooms, we should have the ample space to do what we want to do in this building. Those are the cost breakdowns uh, calculations. Uh, Jan calculated the uh, year one, two, and three tax increase. And you know, right away you'll notice on the additions, they are not what, we, what you would consider an immense costly item. You're looking at, at about maybe two cents, 2.8 cents on the high school one. Um, so th those would be your low end numbers. Second thing I'd like to bring your attention to would be the um, major capital plan. Those are the legal size papers. And I'd like to run through these and talk about some of the things that would work well and some of the things that would not work well. Option one, I think we should always start where we left off. That's taking a look at, you know, our original plan would be to renovate Sussex Central, add additions at Subbyville and Indian River. Uh, they would be the new parts of, of this new one. And we would add a new elementary at Ingram's Pond and new middle school at the Sussex Central complex. We put the uh, dollar figures in, separated them through state share, local share, and our local share would be approximately $71.8 million as a local share. Very costly. And I think as you look down in some of the other options, I think there are much better options personally than that option. I, I think $106 million for a renovation is, is just almost ridiculous at this point. Option two uh, was, was one of the options that we played around with. That would be to look at a new high school at the Sussex Central Complex. Um, I calculated the size at 2200 to give us a little bit of uh, growth edge. Uh, that would be a cost of about $122.6 million. Local shares, about $49 million. In that option, there are the other two uh, major capital things we would add would be the additions at SMS and Indian River High School. Now, that's coming in projected on those three um, major capital projects around 51.8 million total. Um, that, that, that would be our local funds. The thing that I did not figure into this that we, we haven't had a chance to uh, get the architects to take a look at, at Millsboro Middle. If you take a look at the projected major capital plan that has the uh, circles. This option would allow us to utilize uh, more of the buildings that we currently have. For example, if we're going to build a new 2200 student high school, then we'd still have Sussex Central High School sitting there that was capable of holding 1500 high school students. I believe we could move Millsboro Middle School into that building. At the same time, I believe we can pull off about 250 of the Georgetown Middle School students, people on the west and south side of Georgetown, and easily put 1,000. Now, we'll tell you that the capacity of that building at a middle school level is 1,800. 
I do not believe putting 1,800 middle schoolers is a wise thing to do. But I think you could easily go up to 1,000 and have plenty of space to handle that many students. That in itself opens Millsboro Middle School up to be renovated to accommodate elementaries. And if you look on that chart, if you took students from Long Neck, East Millsboro, and Georgetown, and, and this is the theoretical model, we may just choose them from one area or the other, but if you took students and, and changed your attendance school lines, you would be able to take off approximately 800 kids and put in Millsboro Middle. Now, Millsboro's capacity is 800 middle school students. It's 934 elementary students. Now, the renovation cost for that is not on the uh, sheet that, I, that we looked at initially because we don't know the exact cost of doing that project. But I will tell you that we've been notified by uh, Fernick and Daniel that the only thing that we would have to do in that building would be to go back into all of the restrooms and the water fountains. They would have to be adjusted to um, regulate, to be under the regulations of size-wise for elementary. So we'd be looking at bathroom areas and hallway water coolers and things of that sort, and maybe a cafeteria line. Um, most everything else is pretty standard room-wise that we could easily use that for 800 elementary kids. That would solve our elementary problem. The middle school problem would be solved simply by moving the middle school to uh, Sussex Central High School, moving Millsboro Middle there, filtering off about 250 kids from Georgetown Middle. So right away with this plan, if you take a look at it, we realistically have solved a northern issue. The new high school takes care of the high school population. The addition of having Millsboro Middle would enable us to have a building for elementary that we would have to put some money in to renovate um, and be able to you know, use that for, for the elementary issue and use the existing Sussex Central High School you know, for, for the middle school. So that one major capital high school really enables us to take care of our northern issues. The issue, and I have, I have him here tonight, uh, Mr. Tyler Bryant's here. I believe he's here, yeah, there he is. I had him look over some things. Transportation is an issue and you know, always has been an issue and I know we've talked a little bit and a concern I think that he has with this model is the number of buses that would it's going to take uh, to bring those buses in and uh, also having a slot to have as a bus yard because we are going to start the way it looks if the current trend continues we will start accumulating buses district buses uh, that will have to have a place to house them um, but I think Tyler if you're here that was your biggest concern, am I correct? Yeah, basically, the amount of buses that would be needed is It's, 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 but it's doable, but it's going to it's going to take it's going to have to take a lot of work to figure it out. And I think, and I will tell you that that uh, Tyler is is going to be instrumental in this plan because 
if we start looking at boundaries, uh, you know, school boundaries, he has knowledge of all of the areas that if we wanted to pull 150, 200 kids in a certain area, he would know the concentrations and he has the software to be able to pull that off for us. So, you know, he would be instrumental in whichever uh, we choose, whichever option we choose to do, he would be instrumental in being able to help us take a look at, you know, where, where would those, you know, where would those lines be best moved if we need to go that way. Um, Are we looking for an area to store buses in the, in the, where Sussex Central is now, in the area where the new high school is going to be, there's going to be a concern or a need for an area to store and park buses, am I correct? And I would you suggest have, you have Stokely Center, and they already have fleet services there. I just don't know what their expansion is or where they're yeah. going. Kind of on the uh, south end of Stokely, between them and the Veterans Cemetery, is a fleet service yeah. area. So the, the, the other thing to consider too is if you, if you use the current Sussex Central High School as a middle school, there's an awful lot of student parking that's planned for that area. So on the north end of the school, where you have those huge student parking lots you're not going to have that many cars there. So I think we could find the, 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 the land we would need to you know, be able to do that. Okay. I don't think that would be an issue, but I think that's, that's feasible we could do. Um, if you want to take a look at that, keep looking at this chart. Just, I'm going to, I want to go through it so you understand it. So when you leave tonight, if you have any questions or anything like that, you, you can answer them. The capacity is the current capacity based on the use of the building. So if it's Georgetown Middle School, that's based on the middle school capacity per square foot. Projected enrollment, I went up to 2024, took the enrollment at that point, uh, and did the calculation there. And by moving the kids, what you see in the yellow would be the new enrollment number that that building would, would have. Um, this would also enable us to bring some of the students of North Georgetown to Georgetown Elementary Complex because by moving you know, some of the elementary kids out, some of the middle school kids out, I will have plenty of room, or we should have plenty of room at that complex at that particular point to do that. So again, this, this issue to me resolves the majority of the problems I think we, we're facing at probably one of the, I would say probably the best price we're going to find. Uh, Jan has estimated, uh, taking a look at that, um, to be to be about $51.8 million. Now, rest of, on top of that, we would have to figure out the um, uh, cost of, of renovating the bathrooms, the water coolers, and those sort of things. And, you know, if this is an option that we, we plan to move forward in the future, we can get that. We'd have to have that for a CN if we did that um, anyway. The only other drawback, and, and it's, it's very minor, would be realistically you wouldn't be able to go in and renovate those bathrooms until after the high school was done and the middle school moved out. You could go in and do that renovation. I would imagine it's not going to be a long renovation to do if you're just concentrating on certain aspects of the building. Well, we, we would have to pay for the renovations, right? The state doesn't... Didn't they say they're not going to fund any renovation? However, my, my argument with that, Charlie, and we may be able to 
argue the point, and I think we can. We're doing this in lieu of building a new school. If we don't do this to Millsboro Middle, what's our other option to elementary? Build a new elementary school. I would venture to say that what we're trying to do is utilize the building we already have at a, I won't say a minimal cost, because I don't know what that cost is, but at a cost which is greatly less than a new building would be. So that would be, um, you know, the, the question of what we're doing. Now, I think if it's a renovation to add for capacity, the state would do that. And we would argue that we would use that building because we're adding capacity. Well, we would probably need to ask someone something about that, whether or not they would I can check. It. I'll check on that. Um, but that's, that's the way I, I see that. And taking a look at what we were doing before with the renovation at Sussex Central, for example, um, back two years ago, and they went ahead and, and okayed that. And we're kind of looking for capacity for about five, 600 kids elementary-wise. So I'll check tomorrow uh, with uh, DOE to see if that would be a logical thing to turn in for a CN. Taking a look at option three. Option three would be uh, taking a look at a new 1200 student high school in Georgetown means you would maintain the current Sussex Central as a high school. You would need to build a new middle school at the uh, Sussex Central complex, a new elementary at England's Pond, and still do the two uh, additions at Subbyville Middle and Indian River High School. That, that cost-wise is approximately $58 million. Uh, that would be for the, um, all of those. But again, that would give you a third high school and what's not figured into this amount is if you do a new 1,200 student high school in Georgetown, you're going to have to buy property. And I did ask um, Ken Fern what that property cost would be, what we're looking at. He said you'd be looking at a minimum of a probably $3 million to a max of five. Depends on the size of the plot that you're able to get. He said as soon as they find out you're looking to put a school there, owner's price will shoot up. That's not in that calculation. So you could, you could look to possibly add that on. Uh, major capital number four um, would be to look at adding ninth grade academies at both high schools, additions at Selbyville, uh, new elementary and new middle in the north. Basically what this would do would, would move your ninth grade out of the current Sussex Central High School, be a separate building. Because the issue of gym and the, the common areas, the cafeteria, would be uh, something you'd have to add into that, that particular academy. And if you're looking for 500 students, it's equivalent to building a 500 student high school, basically is, is what happens. So you, you take a look at that cost, and, and the ninth grade academy, uh, Sussex Central's a, almost a $40 million project there. Um, Indian River would be much less. However, with Indian River, that would not be including any, any extra gym capacity or any cafeteria capacity. And you may, you may need it, you may not. That's, that's a question mark I would have on that one. It also does not help significantly with our school safety, to be quite honest with you, when you have separate buildings and when kids travel outside to go. <clears throat> Mr. Steele, the ninth grade academies, that seemed to be an idea that was just kind of brought up by the public. That's not something being driven or asked for by our high school principals right now? No, no, that was brought up at the session that we had a couple weeks ago. Thank you. And today I talked to uh, Mr. Hudson this morning and the discussion uh, that we had with, with Mr. Hudson, uh, he asked me if I had, if I would be able to put another option to look at 
and that would be to uh, basically take option two and add a new elementary school uh, to that plan. Uh, we've done that. Um, I put that in. That's that's a local tune of about 62 million. The um, you know, in, in looking at that, I, I'm not sure. I asked Mr. Barlow this evening. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to go back and rethink this. I just got, like I said, I just got it this morning, and I'd like to rethink this and probably talk to him a little bit more because my question, I guess, would be, if we go this route, then what are we going to do in Millsboro Middle? Because if we don't use that for the elementary, if we built a new elementary, we'd have some, we'd have to find some use for that. So I'd like a little bit more time to talk to Mr. Hudson about that, uh, to find out exactly, you know, what his thoughts were. The, um, and these are five options, folks, that honestly we, we came up with. And in, in coming up with those options, you know, we've given you, um, you know, the, the, the price we can. We've also tried to give you tax increases. I, I've talked to Jan about the uh, tax increases, doing a calculation on a 20-year bond. Jan, do you want to come up here to the front for just a minute and talk about the numbers you used? Because to be quite honest with you, uh, we went with what we thought the maximum could be. In fact, these numbers we're looking at could be a little bit less. And I've talked to Joe about that, you know, about you know what the limit would be, and Janet had told me. And I, I just think if this is an option that we're going to look at, I think we should bring in uh, Fern and Daniel to take a look at it and let us know a price estimate because it would. I, I just don't know. I don't know if it'll reach the level of being a major capital or not. I, I don't know, but it's it's well worth us looking into. I think to see. Do we have an idea on what the uh, taxes would mean? You know, like how many pennies or cents or whatever. Yep. If you take a each, if, for each of the options. If you take a look at uh, Mr. Fritz, I had a, a breakdown, one that you did not get by email from me because I just sent this. I uh, just had this done um, on this today. This, the cost breakdown sheet for the additions and renovations, would give you the pennies of each thing. And also on the front page of the major capital estimated cost. I did this because I think, folks, this, this is a way for you to look at as a board, and I don't want to use the word lightly, but an a la carte sort of thing, where you can take a look at about what these estimated costs would be for each project. So simply, if you were to just simply take those numbers or those things you, you would want to do, and you can, you can add the pennies up pretty quickly as to about what that's going to cost you. You know, to give you an example, 
I give you a quick example. If you took a look at option two, if you look at option two, and if you took a look at the, the new high school, a 22 student high school, it's going to be about 28.5 cents. If you threw the two additions on, that would add the, um, as soon as I can put my hands on it here. That would add about two cents for the Subbyville and about another 2.8 cents. So you're looking at about 32 cents, 32.8 cents. Now again, again, Mr. Fritz, keep in mind, this is assuming that the bond bill is gonna be about a 5%. It could be less, so it could be less than that. It's, it's possibility it could be. Are you adding the three, year one, year two, year three, you're adding those three? No, that's what it is each year. So you don't add those together. So year one, during your planning phase, you're, you're not going to get as much money. So your, your debt service cost or your, your cost of that, that first year, for example, if you, if you look at the Subdivision Middle School Edition, um, you know, is, is going to be about seven-tenths of, of a penny. Then the second year, you get another chunk of money, then that that service cost is going to be about 1.4 cents. Then when your three hits and you get the rest of your money to complete that project, this will be the two cents. That'll be the debt service. That's going to be the starting point on your, on your 20 year amortization. And that should reduce as you pay off that loan over a 20 year period. But each year, the new amounts added on top of the, so year two is added on top of year one. No. say option two, the first year would be like 7.077. Option two. So you got about six cents year one, about 6.1 cents year one, plus you would, you would take year one of your two additions, and that's going to be about uh, 1.7 cents, say about 7.8 cents first year. I just did that in my head, so that's the yeah, that's exactly how that would be. Yeah. Okay. And do we have a? I don't have an average idea like what that average cost to the taxpayer would be at seven point eight cents. Do we don't? We wouldn't know that. Seven cents. I can tell you, at seven cents. If if you, I don't have a calculator on me, but I can I can give you a quick estimate on what it would be. For example, if you had a, um, let's say a hundred. Uh, Jan, what's our average? Uh, about 7.8, about $15, I think. Does this uh, include uh, money for debt, new desk, chairs, furniture, and everything like that? Uh, Jane, that's, that's, that, that is not, I believe, included with your major cap, or is it? Well, no. 
desk, chairs. New employees. It's going to be low. We've got to have something. A new building. A new building would be. It is. New buildings included. Renovations would not be. A new building is included. A new building. Part of part of your, your cost of a new building you, is, is desk and equipment that you need. <clears throat> what number was said there, Mr. Fritz? I didn't hear. About, about $15.60. That's what I got, $15.60 year one. That's why you, you look at your tax rate over a three-year, and that's why it changes over three years. And if anybody has any other ideas, pretty much well, you can use what the information on these pages and put together any idea that you come up with. Today, when Mr. Hudson called me and asked about, you know, cost of the, um, um, uh, the high school and a new elementary, all you have to do is go to the call sheet, pick both of those up. You can get the pennies, year one, two, and three, and you can actually calculate that, year one cost, year two cost, and then year three cost would be once you've got all of the money for that. One of the things I will tell you with the state, and, and Mr. Barley you know, did uh, mention that to me about renovations. Renovations generally at the state level are not being approved unless they are to add capacity. Um, I, I talked with um, the superintendent of Appaquinimic, and they had some buildings they wanted to go in and do some uh, windows, uh, do some, put some, some roofing things that need to be done. Those sort of renovations are not being done by the state at this time. The thing that I would say with the state is last time we went into this, we turned in five or six uh, projects on our CN. I believe that at that point in time, the state wasn't in, in bad shape, but we had to uh, rate those from what we would want most to least. And I would say this time around, the financial condition of the state, although it's improved and although we're told that the monies they're finding are one-shot monies, is probably going to be, if we go with five or six things to build, I'm not sure all five or six things are going to get approved at this particular point in time. Now we've looked at some cost of um, portable classrooms. Um, we haven't got a cost yet if we actually buy our own. My only concern of buying our own is what do we do with them You know, once we ever get to a point in time we can build. I will tell you that the lease on a portable classroom for five years is $90,000. That's a lease. So. I can tell you at, at, at Sussex Central, just based on the number of classrooms we were looking at the renovation, we were looking at about 25 classrooms to add when we were going to do the renovation two years ago. So you would look at a, if, if you leased them, you'd be looking at a tremendous cost over five years. And then at the end of five years, if you get rid of the, the portables, you don't really have anything to show and you can't use major capital money for those. You'd have to use all local funding. So. I think it would be, my recommendation certainly would be in the best interest of the district. I believe you should focus on let's, let's see what we want to do. I think we put together um, 
information for the public, and I think we, we move forward. We will have to have CNs completed uh, by August 31st, and once they're turned in, we'll know probably late October, maybe the 1st of November, uh, whether or not it's a, what we turned in is approved, and at that particular point, we'll have to go to the uh, taxpayers of the district and ask for a major capital increase. Option four, you'd have to buy property for that too, wouldn't you? They, there's enough room on the SC complex for both a middle school and a ninth grade academy. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't it that would be. Involved? It would be close. Uh, it would be very, very close. I, I think if the ninth grade academy probably would be cutting in on if you needed practice athletic fields oh, and those saying, sort then of things. you three schools competing for fields. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if you were here, Ms. Fritz, when I when I when I talked about this. But that ninth grade academy at Sussex Central for 500 students is a high school. That's, yes. the, that's the starting point yeah. of the construction manual's um, capacity high school. It's a 500-student high school. Because if you, did, if you wanted to build a ninth grade academy and not utilize and have to utilize the current cafeteria and gym, you couldn't do it. You'd have to go in and do major renovation to the existing building to add space for, for both of those common areas. And, and I'll be very honest, I believe in, in a new building, um, the size of this building, I think it would, it would be um, feasible to say that the um, principal could actually set up an academy within that building. If, if, if that's the, a, 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 an area they wanted to explore and they wanted to, to look into. I don't, I, I'm not a, a strong proponent that big's always better. However, I think when we take a look at our district, I think a look at our size and a distribution of um, you know, the people that live in our district, the 79,000 people live in our district, you know, I think we could, we could utilize you know, the strengths that we have for the district. I think we would really want to focus on, I talked to Dr. Owens about this today, is to really focus on programming. And you know, we would have to look at some of our programming ideas now, particularly instructional programs and some other programs. And we will probably look to adjust some of those to fit a building of that size. But these are the options that we've, we have talked about. Um, we, we got some of these again from the public. And we've, we've sort of exhausted sort of what we think, as I said, option five, I'd want to talk to Mr. Hudson a little bit more to, to find out exactly what his thoughts were on that so I could see you know, the feasibility of, of how we would work that and what we would do with Millsburg Middle School uh, if we built the new elementary. So you know, I'd need to get a little bit more better understanding of that one. I honestly, I look at this, I lean toward option two personally because I think that's a wise thing we can do to utilize the space that we currently have. It also gives us options that we haven't talked about. You've got, you know, almost a whole wing at Sussex Central, the current Sussex Central High School. You, you could do a couple things with that. You could opt to relocate central office and expand SDSA. You could opt to um, something uh, Dr. Drawings and I talked about today. It's possible you could maybe look at that and open up another type of uh, magnet school, uh, a math science school maybe to, you know, challenge kids to stay in our district instead of going to SAS. So it gives us options. 
And, and that's the, the thing that to me is, 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 um, is appealing. The other thing is, you know, we have projections. I feel very comfortable in projections that we've done. We've worked them so many ways and they're all pointing in the same direction. But should something happen in the economy, you know, three years from now, we're not going to be so overextended that we're going to have buildings that are going to set vacant. We're not going to have that. We'll be able to make sure that what we have, you know, we'll be able to hold at a good capacity and grow in the future should we need to grow anymore. It seems that option two is the one that would get us where we really need to go right now the quickest. I too like option two, and we talk about strategic planning. You know, this uh, elementary school <clears throat> at Ingers Pond, I think, would be a good strategic plan because if we go with option two, we can anticipate our next need being in elementary school in five, six, seven years. So, you know, we can we can start strategically plan because the public likes hearing us have plans that we can anticipate. Option two fixes the here and now, and we can look at that elementary school as something we can go to in the future. With, with option two, are we sure six classrooms at Selbyville Middle School is, uh, is enough? I tell you what, we, 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 Mr. Mr. Fritz, we talk, and just before you came in, we talked about this. I, I talked to the principals, and we had, we had planned four to six, and I talked to Mr. Booth. Joe is, is thinking we definitely put four, six is the outer limit of what we think we can do. Now, we may get into this and be told you're only going to be able to put four, maybe five. But I think we need to look at it. And we're going to get, we're, as I said before, we're going to have to have architects look at this and say yay yeah or nay and how many can add. If, if they tell us two, I'm not sure that's something we'd want to get into again. I, I, would, I would strongly recommend we, we shy away from putting two classrooms on, on a building in the future. I think if, if we're going to look for capacity, I'd say you want to build capacity for at least 100 kits minimum if, if you're going to do that. So, um, you know, it would, it would they would have to come in and look at that and, and direct us on where we want to go. The, the only other issue with Selbyville that I'll tell you I have a concern with, I know, and I have Mr. Collins here, and he can tell you at events, uh, parking is, is yeah. a premium. And I, I know it wasn't too far in the past that uh, area pretty close that was for sale I wish and, and I'll say this I think some things we're going to have to do in the future I think we're going to have to know the properties that border our buildings and if we have the chance to at a, at a good price to pick property up I think we should start doing that I really think we should start looking to do that because we have a lot of our schools right now that I'm going to I'm going to call landlocked for better purposes we have nowhere to go we, we can't expand in any direction unless somebody were to, you know, give the property to the district or, or decide to sell it. But there are just some places right now, Subbyville Middle, that's exactly what we have. We don't have any space available to expand. Does anyone else have any questions? Had it explained. We've been here 40 minutes. So. Well, I can, I can answer. If, I'll hang around a little bit if anybody has any questions. But I would say this. I think it would be good for you to take these materials home. I've double and triple checked them. You know, I, I think they're, they're error-free. And I think they give us um, 
a reasonable idea. And I'm going to go back and I want to I want to commend Tyler for you know putting the work. I know whichever way we decide to go on this, he's going to be instrumental in helping us look at particularly the dividing lines of our, our school attendance areas. And I'm going to go back to Jan again. Jan has been, um, I think, nothing less than remarkable in being able to go through this. And I'll be honest, I may sound like an expert, but I'm not. But I'll say this, what I've learned, I've learned from her. So she has really, I think, worked with us on how to do these calculations, how to look at things, and how to come up with ideas that, you know, you kind of think outside the box. And I said this before, you know, looking at Millsboro Middle School as a possible elementary location um, actually was, was an idea that, that she kind of brought up had we thought about that. And to be honest, I'd never considered it. But then it, it, it gives us options to do other things if we should want to go that way. And again, you may look at these and, and before, before we come to our uh, uh, 23rd board, board meeting, you may want to say, hey, what if we do this? What if we do that? I'm going to ask you if you see any point in time through this process, if you see something you want us to try, you'd like us to price out, or you'd like to see what it looks like, please call. And, you know, we, I'm more than willing to take a look at anything at this point. I just would like to say that I'd say the 23rd, we really need to make a decision. That'll give us about two and a half months to finalize the CN, and that's going to be pushing it. Our athletic fields, they're on us, the district. They're not something that's included in the cost. It, it would be dependent upon the building and how much money you have left over as you go through, you know, the building process. Um, I will tell you, with this particular plan, I, my question uh, to Ken Fern was, you know, would we be able to put a high school that size on the lot we were looking for a middle school? And yes, we would be able to. We would not be able to add new competition fields. We would have to use the existing competition fields. Okay. We're going to call the meeting. Okay. Since we now have a quorum, we'll call the meeting to order. Mrs. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Yes, here. 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 We have six, so we now have a quorum. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. That is unanimous. So, everybody on. You want to make a motion? We're looking at the options to make a motion. We've been th thinking about making motions, you know, for some time. It seems like the option two is what everybody's thinking would be the best way to go. And we need six, so. Mr. Pete, have you had a chance to look at any of this today? Or I did, yes. Is, is number two sound okay to you, option two? And while Mr. Pete is looking at since I came in late, I just want to make sure. I'm understanding option two. <clears throat> so we'd have the new high school. The current Sussex Central High School would be renovated to a middle school, which would take some of the load off of Georgetown Middle and Millsboro Middle. You take all of Millsboro Middle, Mr. All Fritz. of Millsboro Middle. And approximately 250 out of out of um, Georgetown Middle. And then Georgetown Middle then would be turned to an elementary. Well, Georgetown Middle is going to add capacity. It's going to stay as a middle school. Millsboro Middle, yeah. 
but Millsboro Middle will we'll have to take a look at the scope of renovations for um, you know, converting that from a middle to an elementary. One of the things I did ask uh, Ken Fern when he was down in our last building grounds committee was what's the cost of, if we wanted to put a middle school at Sussex Central High School, what renovations would have to take place in that building? And they said they, you wouldn't have to do anything. There aren't any uh, restrictions or uh, structural things that have to change when you go from middle to high school. However, going from elementary to middle, there are. And those items that you have to look at are your, your lavatories, your water fountains, um, I, I would say probably your serving line in the um, lunch area uh, to make that more you know, useful for, for elementary age kids. And as Jan said tonight, you know, that may fall under the threshold of, of not being a major capital. It may. It's, and we're not going to really know until we have it looked at. So, so it would absorb all of Millsboro Middle, 250 of Georgetown Middle, which would create more space for Georgetown Elementary mm -hmm. up there. But we're not sure if Millsboro Middle, the cost to renovate it to an elementary, is that kind of what That's I'm not in this, I will say this now, that is not in the cost for the option because we do not know what that cost is. And we don't think the state, since it's a renovation, even though it's for a relieving capacity, would include that? that would I, believe, I believe since we're using it for overload capacity, they're going to look at us doing that in lieu of building a new elementary. It's going to be, I can guarantee you, if we went in and renovated all the bathrooms and water fountain areas, it's not going to be to the tune of $28 million. Yeah. yeah. So I think we can sell that. I think we they, can. I, I can call and check, though. I mean, it's, we can make the decision out of 23rd. doesn't make any difference to me. But we can call and check to make sure that's going to happen. But that's the only way it would happen. I will say this. No matter what decision we do, we have to start with the high school. That has got to be the first decision because depending on your high school decision, everything else is going to trickle down. You know, if you decide to build a 2200, if you decide to leave as is and build an academy, if you decide to build a 1200 student and leave it as is in Georgetown, that's all going to change the rest of what your major capital plan is going to be. So that really is the driving force of what we have. And if you take a look at your numbers, you know, your projection numbers, the, the 500 plus students are going to be over capacity in 2024 is that's going to be your hardest hit area. Would, so would we still have some kids then in the current East Millsboro, but relieving some of that by putting in the Millsboro? Yes. The Millsboro yes. And, and the plan that I have, I sort of looked at all three, long neck. And keep in mind at the Georgetown complex, not only am I bringing down consider bringing down 250 middle schoolers to the middle school but I'm also taking a look at, at bringing down a chunk of the elementary schools so we just take a look at the, the Millsburg Georgetown line and some of the Georgetown kids we would bring down into that building and, and some of the things that you know people say well you've got two elementary schools close by one another but if we build an Ingram's pond you're putting maybe another mile and a half two miles I'm guessing at most between the two. I, I just, I, I personally looked at it and thought, what can we get the best bang for our buck, not overextend ourselves in, in multiple buildings, if we can solve our problem by looking at it this way? I think it's, I, th I, I think it, it might be a better way, you know, to go. And you, um, 
And you think option two would help alleviate the elementary school crowding in the north end, Georgetown, yep. North Georgetown? I, I think if you take a look at that sheet, yeah, um, that that'll give you some idea. The um, you know the the only number I'm looking at now is you're looking at new enrollment at the Georgetown Elementary of about eight eight fifty, but you're going to have a lot of space in that building. Sorry. I'm, we're still waiting for our baby folks, so <laughs> I kind of get jumpy when the phone goes off. Um, yeah, I think I think we will be able to, and, and i got to be honest, I, I talked with, um, you know, Dr. Owens and I have been talking um, quite a bit. Um, and one of the things that we have, uh, you know, been talking about it, just looking at our programs in general, and think that maybe you know what we'd really like to do and we're working on a strategic plan is we really want to take a look at, at, at programs and, and what do we want to do if there's anything we want to do different how we want to do it and what direction we want to go so I, I think this would be the cheapest way uh, for us to to proceed um, I think it's a smart move to utilize space we've got we're not crossing the north-south border in any of, of the things that we're looking to do in terms of, you know, kids going to which school. We are looking at the northern half of, of maybe moving some, some school attendance lines around. Um, I think the hardest job is going to be but a gentleman uh, our transportation. I think Tyler's going to have a hard job because he's going to have to figure out, you know, what's the best way to do this. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've kind of gone through it as a group. And I think we, we thought you know, the only issue with transportation at the at, at option two transportation was our concern. Um, but if it's if it's doable and we just have to think outside the box, I'd say we got the best man available to do that. Um, but it really I, I can tell you what it does to me. I, I live in the district. I pay taxes in this district for 40 years now. I look at it and I and I really think that that option using what we've got and just thinking outside the box it, it, it just really enables us to you know structure what we've already got to work without as I said before going off you know in a 60 70 million dollar uh, package you know for taxpayers I think it's a it, it's a good option to look at I do like option two I have a question and a comment um, the new high school Sussex Central 2200 students if we started the process today, getting the CN, how far in advance, how long will it take to get that new school up and running, in your opinion? It, it, a lot of that's going to depend on the state, Mr. Peden, but if the process goes as it should, um, we, would, we would get our CN back sometime in October, November of, of 18. We would have to go to referendum. Once we, we pass successfully a referendum, whether we have to go once or twice, that money would start hopefully in 19, July, July 1. And the money would start then planning process. Planning, then construct. How, how many years would you guesstimate? They will give you the money over three years. Okay. I, just after going through building a school here back in, in 04, 05, or early, early 2000s, Mr. Barley, I'd say it, it took them at least, what, four years, five years? But I will tell you in, in, in the buildings that, that we built back then, 
you know, we ran into some issues along the way. Um, here, just getting started with the land being so wet and having to bring dirt in, and I think at Sussex, once they, they got started pretty quickly, but running into some problems and issues they had with contractors. Mm -hmm. So some of those things were, you know, things that were, you know, were things that we could not control. Okay, that was my question. Now comment, would you consider, this is for 2,200 students, you said it might be in about five years, mm -hmm. which would be 1920-2023. I think you gave me some enrollment figures to 2024. 2024, we would almost be at capacity 2,200 students for Sussex Central High School. Would we consider building a 2,400 student high school for two and a half cents more per assessed value? Might pay a little bit more now for the property owners, but it would cost more five, six, seven years from now with inflation to add on to that school with these these numbers increasing as they are. What we're projecting uh, now, if we go to 20, starting in 2022, I'm, I'm looking at about 1,905 kids, uh, 1,998 in 2023, and 2,047 in 2024. So you would still be under, but the reason I put this on here for you to look at is Take a look at those enrollment figures. I stopped at 2024. Right. That's certainly feasible. That if you wanted to make sure, I put that on uh, price-wise so you can look at it. And if, if that were an option you wanted to to go toward, you, you could certainly do that. It would cost more now, but I think in the long run, if we had to make additions in the future, those additions would cost a lot more than they doing it right now. Generally, additions are calculated cost-wise on the same cost per square footage. Probably run into with additions or what they call change orders, which most of you on the board know, know change orders. When you, when you try to attach to existing building, you start peeling off walls, outside, inside walls, you find things that you didn't plan on, and you end up having additional cost added on. That's the only uh, thing in, involved in a, a renovation that you have to be concerned with. But I'm basically talking about inflation. The price now is cheaper True. than seven, eight, nine years from now Absolutely. to build the same thing. Absolutely. Are we allowed to do that? That's the question. How much bigger will the state allow you to build? Will we be able to get an answer to that question by the time we meet on the 23rd? Should. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm we, can, we can ask. I'm in favor of option two, but I know this board specifically has had problems with the entire board voting yes for a referendum because some people feel they're they don't have participation or don't understand we've got six people here tonight we're only going to cause that problem again if we vote for option two i like option two i'm prepared to move forward with it but i think you bring a good question up if we can find out if we build to a 2400 capacity rather than a 2200 and any of the other questions that board members have for the 23rd and wait to vote then I think would be best because I, I think it'd be great for all 10 board members to vote yes and take it to the public. That's the that's the way to take this in. And if we do it with four people absent, there's a high likelihood one of them might not like it. Along with uh, maybe in the same line, find out, you know, again, I want to make sure that enough classrooms added to Selbyville Middle. I know we're really cramped in space there, but 
I don't want to cut ourselves short on adding on to there or here in the Inover High School. Right. I know the projections for Inover High School looks like we'd be fine. We actually would have space with eight classrooms, but again, let's let's not cut ourselves short and then in eight years have to think about a couple more classrooms. Let's make sure this building has enough space too. We can do that, and, yeah. I, and I, I will be honest. Um, I know we have one member of the CBOC committee here this evening. We, we also have another member who uh, has borrowed the uh, Sussex County um, manual that was given to me uh, by, by one, uh, Rob Horsey and, you know, taking a look at the growth within our district and the zones, again, that, that are targeted. I think about four of the seven zones targeted in the Indian River School District for um, the substantial growth uh, well beyond the projection of the county. So our projections, um, I, I say our secondary projections, I feel are conservative uh, because I just simply move kids through. The elementary would, would be ones that I feel strongly we're, we're close to. I'd say with a good 95% confidence, we're very close to those numbers as well. And you know, pending some type of meltdown in the economy, um, I think you, you'll see these trends continue where we are. The high school problem, middle school problem is coming, folks. So there's nothing we can do about that because that's just using the kids that we already have. I have a follow-up to uh, Mr. Fritz and utilizing or maximizing our efforts. Um, and I'm going to key on uh, Subbitville Middle option two, which I like as well. Um, you said six; it's slated six rooms now, but that's maybe best case scenario. It could be four yes, or five. Yes, it, it could be four or five. And that's at a... Uh, single story or yes. same level. Is it an option to build a wing on with two stories to try to maximize that? Because I know the space is very limited. We, we there. could, we could. Um, you know, is you, that cost it, it would, it would, it possibly could be if okay. you built four rooms, but you you structured the building so you could go up. Whether you want to do it all at the same time or if you want to use it for future. Because we're tight out there, aren't we? On land space, you right? are. So, you know, going up is. W whenever you go up, the key is. You've got to make sure that your infrastructure that you currently have in place can support a second story. And unfortunately, in, in some of the schools we've gone through and built, I know East, for example, um, when you take a look at those buildings, the, the infrastructure that those buildings have wouldn't accommodate the way to a second floor. You know, you'd have to bring in steel girders. Say to one things. end of it, say the east end of it, make that two stories. I mean, if that's a possibility. Sure. Like Indian River, for example, whatever you add on to Indian River, this building, when you go out, the, the, the length for one classroom, you're creating four because you got another downstairs room opposite, you got two upstairs okay. because it's structurally built to accommodate a two story. Okay. So, you know, that's, and I agree, uh, Mr. Cathal, I think that's a good idea that we probably never thought of, but we probably should look at that and to kind of uh, bank on what Mr. Peden said about, you know, let's, let's plan for the future. So if we do anything else in the future, we either do it now or we're ready to do it at a minimal cost of what we we could do it so we just need to make sure that the planning process we want to we want to do that thank you anyone else have any questions <clears throat> no questions so <clears throat> if there are no motions uh, we'll put this on the agenda <clears throat> excuse me for the uh, 23rd okay all right no further business come before the board adjourn thanks you're right jerry